and welcome to another episode of All That Film. We are back with another episode on All That Film, uh, discussing some changes in the world. Uh, Todd, how do you feel about change? I'm your host, Hay, and we're joined with Todd only. Uh, yeah. This is the Hay and Todd duo uh, that, that people have come to love and, and yeah. learn about. <laughs> There's definitely some chatter about it, and the chatter's good. So, right. yeah. Um, you just asked me, what are my thoughts on change? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. I hate it, and whenever it's brought to me, I resist it till the end and claim that it's going to be stupid and people will regret it. And then I eventually embrace it. All right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Taught on change. And of course, the change we're talking about here is the letterboxed algorithm has shifted slightly um, with massive shifts in the actual rankings, uh, which we'll get into. And then we'll also be getting into our top five picks that we would pick for films that would appease everyone for best movie in quotes of all time. Because something has to be at the top. That's how this works. Um, but other than that, uh, at the end of this in, I want to say March at the end of March, I post Todd, um, with some new Oscar rules. And from that, we had automatic bids that would come in from each month, uh, in my hypothetical Oscar repick, like new system that I created. Speaking of change, um, right. We will be doing the months of April, May, and then somewhat discussing some of the films of June uh, as, as potential candidates. Um, so make sure to stick around for that as well. We also might be talking about the Wachowskis bound, if time permits. Uh, but Todd, um, I pose you this question real quick because it was, we're, we're in another film group. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, I brought this up before the letterbox rule change was, or the letterbox algorithm change was enacted. Um, which, which looked like, like I was, uh, a little bit psychic. I am not, I, I don't have any intel on letterbox. Yes. I will confirm this. Hey, was talking about this very randomly well, a couple days before. Well, it specifically, yes. and, and this will get into the, the top five in a little bit, probably. Okay. But there was one person specifically that was like, yeah, if that were the case, stuff like Hari Kiri would probably drop quite a bit. And I was like, huh, that's, I, I said specific, I went back to see, um, and I specifically was like, no, I feel like Hari Kiri would like raise actually from where it is as weird as that sounds. Um, and look, I'm, uh, I, I don't want to credit myself too much. This is just pure chance monkeys on the typewriters here. Um, but the, the reason I actually was thinking about this and wanted to bring it up, um, is I wanted us to have a second pod revisiting, uh, across the Spider-Verse because it had been number one on Letterboxd. It was announced number one. There yes. was a big deal made of it. Um, all this stuff. Um, and there were a lot of people that were a little disappointed by that. Even reviews that I was seeing that were... And I'm, I'm not going to say these were that many reviews. Uh, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, these, these are probably a small... Uh, drop in a huge, massive bucket of praise that Across the Spider-Verse has received. But there were a lot of half-stars that were like, I love this movie, but it's not better than Come and See. Um, and 
that is just like a baffling um, response. Yeah. <laughs> to anything getting <laughs> them. Agree. But then again, I'm reminded of when Come and See usurped's I want to say Parasite. And the same thing happened to Come and See. Um, yeah, there was some resistance to it. I think I think it's pretty natural to happen. I think we we saw Parasite get get this resistance as well. Right, I, I think a little less so because Parasite was like this slow trickle where it became number one sure. because it was released at some. I think it was released in Korea in like July. Because I remember it was sure that was a weird time. Um, <laughs> Because well, everyone wants to call this one recency bias. Right. Where with Parasite, they, Parasite, they didn't argue that quite as much. Well, I feel well, like. our, this our one, they will, friend of yeah. the pod and, and frequent co-host Brian, um, Mister uh, eats his vegetables, uh, recency bias himself. He he was clamoring for mm-hmm. Parasite being recency bias. For what it's worth, we will we will give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. But I on Spider Verse sure. specifically. I was very intrigued because I kind of liked that something so recent was not because the the thing that like I was in my head arguing is like these people are eventually going to be like fine because this isn't going to stay number one more than likely. And this was before the algorithm uh, changed it and and it is now at number seven. Um, But which is pretty high high. when you consider it. All right. time. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. But that's the funny thing. It's like, now that it's a seven, people are like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> um, oh, man. People will get yeah. upset. But yeah. I, I kind of liked that <laughs> it felt like everybody was watching something and, like, backing something that was coming out that everybody saw close to the same amount of time because the thing with parasite is because it had come out in korea there were a lot of people that had like cam qualities and like bad subtitle files and they were like par- like in the states at least they were like parasites really good guys like it, yeah. i had to find like a file online that someone else translated but it's really good um and then we we didn't get the film till october and then general film goers sure. like, didn't seek it out until it was nominated for, for Best Picture. Um, exactly. With this film, with Spider-Verse, I think I just don't get the people who want to hate on it personally. Um, but that'll, I guess, remain just my... Uh, or, you know what I mean? Like, or kind of detract from it, at, like, being number one. There's clearly an animation bias. There's probably some, like, anti-quote woke... Uh, woke being used in the pejorative, uh, you know what I mean? Like sense bias, but I don't know. Well, but I don't even. It, I, it's interesting you say that. And no, I'm not. Oh, it's over. Let me let me actually finish real quick. Overall, there's not a lot to complain about because it's the seventh highest rated film of all time. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and and so in other words, most people are pretty happy with it. I'm just saying I don't even get some of the like. I don't know. But I don't even think, I I wish it was more, I don't wish this, but I think it would make more sense if it was something as nefarious as that. And I do want to circle back to the animation bias, because that is probably the biggest 
like point you can go to besides this. But I, legitimately, a lot of the because I checked the most recent reviews when Letterboxd announced it, just because I was curious. Because everybody said, "Oh, people are re- review bombing Spider Verse now," um, and most of them were just a "Yeah, but like, yeah, this movie's awesome, but it's not the best movie ever," um, which is just like such a flaccid argument <laughs> to what? to tote. Um, Here's what I mean by this, and I'm going to sound like some just, you know, nerdy hack when I say this, but I genuinely believe this movie could be one that should be considered for, like, Oscars, which I don't say for many of these films, like, almost ever, but, like, I know it won't be, and I know part of that is the animation, but let's picture a world where it did well and it did win. You don't think there'd be people complaining, like... They picked the woke Spider-Man over the other ones. I think there'd be some people who complained about that, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't. I just think fundamentally, like the character writing is just a whole lot better in this one, and we both agree on this. But it reminds me of if it is nominated, and I would be really happy if it was. um, It kind of reminds me. I, I think there's a chance. Only for best picture, are you talking about, or best animated? Best picture, best picture. Oh, well, our friend, we do have a buddy uh, who I, who's I don't have permission to use his handle, so I won't. But he is uh, in groups we know and is very familiar with um, uh, Oscar stuff. And his take on this was that there's no way that they nominate a film from a franchise that isn't complete yet. Uh, well, for, uh, well, that's what a the, couple people said. Dune, the, though, Dune. Eh, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, you might be right. I, I hope so. I think it's, you know, I think it's the being only, rewarded for good merit. The only reason that I that I bring that up is is it kind of feels like if if it is, it will feel like we're repeating some of the everything everywhere things from last year where everybody's like, wow, this movie's so fun and awesome. And then it, it was in discussion for being nominated for best picture. And people were like, Oh, that's cool. Like it's good. A movie that everyone likes is getting nominated. And then it had the chance to win. And there were enough people that were like, okay, let's calm down. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I I'm I'm skeptical. I was persuaded by our friend's argument um, uh, that he, he is very tuned in on things. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust my opinion over his. <laughs> yes, but uh, I, and I do not, and I do not. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for clearing that up. Um, but I I just wanted to leave or maybe sizzle. Uh, a podcast that is much in the works that I've actually now met in person. Uh, one of the people we plan on recording it with, um, we were okay. going to do a full uh, number one discussion um, for the BFI cop 100, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because John Dealman got number one in, in a somewhat controversial uh, decision from the BFI. Yes. Um, that I think I have opinions on that we'll get to later. I have not finished John Dealman as much as I've tried. Um, and, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I only bring that up because I think it would be worth going through uh, the BFI top 100 as well. Because I, I think that 
you know, is is going to lead into a lot of the, the discussion that we're about to have um, here. Do you have anything else before we go into the our, our drafting our top five um, movies that would appease everyone? With the oh wait, I haven't talked about the the actual changes they made. Um, let yeah. me enlighten the listener real quick. Um, there's two major yeah. things. Obviously, Letterboxd has continued to say, "Oh, we're keeping our algorithm somewhat tight to the vest because um, we don't want everybody to copy it and tweak it." And, you know, point point out holes, which makes sense. Um, but the two major changes, one of which I think a lot of people are for, um, but I was a little like, okay, while that makes sense, eh, I'm a little trepidatious, and I'll explain why in a second. But the first rule was that uh, you can only review a film once, or they only count one review per user, um, and they count your most mm-hmm. recent review. And the reason that everybody was for this, for the most part, because this makes sense... Someone who pretends to log, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the movie that everybody would uh, randomly, like Minions 2, when everybody was spamming um, five-star reviews for Minions 2, uh, that is a little preventative for that, um, is like, for example, but, but the thing that I was a little, eh, I don't know how I feel about this on, while I do get the rationale you should pick the most recent review because in theory it's the one that people are submitting as like this is what I currently think of the film I think that will hurt films Hmm. that leave the theater as scores tend to go down from people on rewatches depending on the film Um, so what do you think about that first change Todd so I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm going to be completely honest. When I found out that they were doing this, I thought that they, uh, I just assumed that they mostly did this already. Uh, so, That's, so I, I completely agree with yeah. you on that. I was, I was baffled. That and so <laughs> people could game the system. Now I do think there's something to be said for like fan intensity, having some role in like how we understand films. I just think it has to be measured a different way. So I'm actually fine with this rule for the most part. I am too. The, the only thing that I was thinking is, is again, I kind of, I kind of view because we already have an IMDb that's like the old guard that has all these films that likely aren't going to shift too much besides like ravenous fan bases, like infinity war being number four and Joker being nine, you know, the, the first couple weeks they released. Sure. Um, Letterbox to me is a little bit more recency biased, and I kind of like that aspect of it. Yeah. Like there were some people complaining Portrait of a Lady on Fire was twenty, but as someone who like enjoys being in the film space, uh, something being like like even Past Lives, Past Lives I think dropped um, with the new scoring system, um, which I I don't know necessarily what to make of that. That is a film that I'm probably not going to see for like a month uh, unless it expands a little bit more soon. Mm. Um, but that one, that is one that I'm really excited because a lot of people on Letterboxd have said, this is like one of my favorite films and it's currently on the 250, even though a small portion of people have seen it. Um, I kind of, I don't know. I just, I like when Puss in Boots makes the top 250. I'm a simple man. I, d- I um, don't disagree. Uh, I... 
I do think it's hard because I'm a sociologist and despite what people think they do research and like they uh, <laughs> we do a lot of statistical research and the so there's the like you know statistician in me who's more like um no this is the better way to do it but I do like the idea of these kind of you know, great hopes that emerge out of nowhere sometimes, you know, and the discussions that right. that revolve around them. So I agree. Yeah. But uh, the second rule and the one that was a little bit more contentious, um, I'm not going to lie, I don't fully understand, is basically Letterbox is now looking out for anomalies, and specifically if... Uh, a rating is more tied to a country rating it not like the global rankings and that will affect the score so this film called A Dog's Will yes, uh, which was notorious uh, for people of Letterboxd was number four for like the longest time it's a Brazilian film and people of Brazil love A Dog's Will um, and of the few people that I follow that have seen A Dog's Will um, don't seem as high on it. There's some people that really like it. Um, I uh, am going to go on record as saying the peop- many of the people who say they really like it are partially lying and don't understand what's going on. <laughs> because wow. I'm just going to say it. Posers, there's a lot of posers on Letterboxd. So, uh, but no, I, I, I think um, some people do like this film. I get that. And I, I don't mean to denigrate the film, but I think it's very specific to the culture of Brazil. So it's like a, um, I had, I struggled with it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. No, no, that's, and I don't think that's, you know, that's not unfair of you to say or anything. The, the part that was controversial to me is that this film went from four uh, to off of the list. Yeah. That <laughs> seems a little insane or a little off base. Excuse me. Right. Yeah. It was just a little bit, and I know it's it's probably just based on the algorithm can cause a drastic enough change to where if it moves from say a four point five to a, I mean even moving from a, like a four point four to a three point nine is a massive shift that you've created in the in the algorithm yes. changes here. So that's where I was like, huh. I mean, I get it, I guess, but. I also kind of liked that A Dog's Will was number four. Um, and this was the one that I... So one of the, the person we're actually going to have on, the BFI podcast we do, uh, right. 10 Clock Doc, uh, he actually has this uh, really great piece about uh, some of the weird and uh, <laughs> a little bit racist... Uh, changes that IMDb has made in its algorithm through the years and he hates oh, Forrest no. Gump uh, so I'm very worried y'all will uh, tag team me on this pod especially if we, we get indie tricks as well I don't think he's big on uh, Forrest Gump <laughs> um, so it, it might be a 3v1 when, when that topic comes up but Forrest Gump steadily raised uh, each time in their algorithm shifts in a lot of foreign films for IMDb were completely left off the list, like that would otherwise make it before these rule changes and, and all this like weird stuff um, that, you know, over the course of multiple changes, 
looks pretty sus- suspicious. And the thing that I was going to bring up to you here is, is I actually don't remember what I know it wasn't, you know, we're not talking that it was like number a hundred or anything, but Shawshank Redemption is now in the top 10 of Letterboxd, uh, which just feels, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Even though I love Shawshank, I think it's worthy of, of being in the top 10 because it's one of my you know, faves. Um, sure. What, what well, do you think? We may get to this in the draft, some of this overlap. Uh, it does not surprise me that with these changes, Shawshank Redemption moves into the top 10. I do think this these rules create like a slight IMDBification of the list, not like that a the, full. That was the phrase that I used too. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we're yeah. both on this. Yeah, I agree. So I, um, you know, and I just, I don't know. So when I look at the changes, they're, they're fine. It does make the list slightly less interesting in some ways to me, but I'm a single issue voter. Did this improve or hurt Forrest Gump? Well, Forrest Gump was not on the list before. Um, and it's not now, right? Uh, well, Todd, I have some news for you about the new number two film. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's not on the list. Um, it has so then I don't I don't care. I I wouldn't show up this election day. Darn! Just stay home and, and liberals watch the of Letterbox can't get behind a veteran with AIDS. Um, <laughs> same way that IMDb truthers. <laughs> okay, I I will just say this. Forrest Gump is at a 4.1 on Letterboxd, <laughs> uh, which is which is very high. <laughs> it is. It's very high. Okay, um, so we're going to transition into this draft now, yeah? Speaking of which, perfect transition. Forrest Gump, first pick. Mm-hmm. Um, no, um, yes. No. We are going to transition um, into uh, films we would pick. For our number one film that would appease everyone, in quotes, because no one was ever going to be appeased. Um, I, I have some... Can I throw out some some questions for you and see what you think yeah. of these when I was making my, li- like the, my methodology here? Okay. Okay, so first one, you mentioned animation bias. So I put, mm-hmm. is animation just too controversial to be an outright number one? Like, I feel like Spirited Away being in the top ten people would be okay with that. But if it were number one, people would be like, come on, what are we doing here? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I think putting it number one would be a little, what are we doing here? Or, okay. Because here's my question. You're going to ask, is this like, we're playing, uh, what's that game show? Family Feud, and we're asking a hundred random people no, no, no. what they think of this movie list. This is who. This is who am I appealing to? <laughs> this is among people who go to the movies. Let's say once or twice a month. You know, again, if someone were like, "What are your interests?" and they say, "I do. I, I like okay. watching movies," and it, you showed them this list, they see number one. And even if they haven't seen it, when they look at it, they're like, okay, sure, yeah, maybe. Um, That's the goal here, not necessarily. The survey says Forrest Gump, 89. (laughs) 
No, it's fine. I'm ready then. So yeah. what are we doing? Snake-style draft? Who goes first in the draft? I'll let you go first. We can just do snake here, go back and forth. Um, I will let you have the floor. With the Wait, do I get to choose whether I go first, or do I have to go uh, first? You, you can choose, I suppose. I think I'm going to go second. All right, fair enough. Um, the first one that I'm going to go with is mm-hmm. the current number one, because I actually didn't see too many people having qualms with this. I mean, maybe I didn't see enough discussion. Maybe I need to check the, the recent reviews. Uh, but Harikiri, mm-hmm. I think most people are content with Harikiri being uh, a number one film. Um, it's pretty okay. solid. I think most people that would watch it would say, yeah, it's it's really good. Um even if they're not like super into the story. Um, and yeah, just, I, I think it helps. I think the thing that you need to look on, on this list is this kind of omits people who watch, you know, only movies 75 and onward. They just kind of assume this mm-hmm. is good. <laughs> um, so they won't necessarily seek it out. They just, they're just like, Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I've heard of Rikiri, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's good. I'll take your word for it. So I feel like, Having that distance, it almost helps it in a way. Um. <laughs> See, okay, real question. I think that hurts it. This is this might define our approach in some ways. I think a lot of people, if we kind of view it on, everyone has to watch the film or a or a uh, generally. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, we can generalize to a group. That sort of small group uh, watches the film. Like, a thousand people watch the film. I think some people who hate older films will just find this slow. And that's going to bring it down. That's my concern. I think I I took a different approach in just the fact that, like, assuming that... Uh, people who wouldn't want to seek out older films just wouldn't. Um, sure. So then they'll never watch this and they'll never, you know, complain about it. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. All right. So I maybe they'll prove me wrong now that it's number one. But what what is your well, pick no that uh, for number that two? film by the way rules. I'm just trying to argue for my side. It does and mm-hmm. and so I, I'm not trying to take a pick uh, saying this as well. I think it also helps just a tad um, that. The other possible pick that I had here um, that I think because this film rips and is one of the best films ever made uh, everyone should watch Seven Samurai but I think that runtime is difficult when people see it the first and probably the tenth time when they look it up in their watch list <laughs> so okay alright so my pick, I'm still getting confused about what we're picking towards uh, a little bit, but I think here's where I'm going to go with my first pick, and then I'll ask for some clarifying information. For my first sure. pick, I'm going 12 Angry Men. Okay. This is where we disagree, but give your pitch. Okay. I think basically everyone who watches it likes it. Uh, and I don't know what else there is to say about it, given the parameters that we're asked to do. I think it works for people of all ages. 
and people of nearly all political persuasions randomly because it can be interpreted in a variety of ways. Um, right, 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 right. And I think it is the least objectionable. I just, and I think that's what you asked us to do a little bit, right? Was what would satisfy the largest amount of people? I think this film does. To be clear, I'm I'm not fully back, and this is actually the reason that I didn't put Twelve Angry Men, Men on, and I did include a film that we'll get to later. Um, but I had a rule that needs enough action to happen. Just to reiterate, I, oh my I think there's God. plenty of action in Twelve Angry Men. It's <laughs> one of my favorite films of all time. Um, I just think there would be a small sect of people. I would view this film and be like, oh, it's just talking in a room for, you know, by the entire runtime. To be clear, those oh. people are wrong, <laughs> but I think they would exist. I, I, I think that's okay. This is going to be a very frustrating talk. All right. Clearly, so I, I am, I am ready. <laughs> okay. So I have to pick another one, right? Correct. Uh, okay, I'm between two. Uh, this is so hard because you're definitely taking the other one with your next two picks. Um, I don't know. I think you'd be surprised at what I have written down here. Interesting. Okay. I think I've I've put you in a box now that I uh, blew the doors off for the best sequels of all time. <laughs> um wait so you have harry 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 and i have 12 angry yep. men and that's it right the, okay. those are the only things off the All board right, i am gonna take oh this is so scary i'm really scared all right i'm gonna take parasite Here's my. Does our recent does our recency bias friend not matter to you? No, not in this <laughs> not in this particular case because I showed this to um, my dad, a conservative man in his seventies, uh, late seventies, and my mom, uh, like ross perot neutral like sort of voter <laughs> from like uh you know what i mean like who's in her early 70s and they both like read subtitles for the first time and freaking loved it that's how good this movie is it's so approachable everyone likes it everyone has a feeling about it the floor is so low they're just you know what i mean like so i'm going parasite I actually don't have too much of an argument besides the recency bias thing that and and I, I think maybe I left this off because Parasite was already number one and I think generally most people were pretty happy when it was mm -hmm. <laughs> when it passed Godfather two sure um, but yeah I think this is a really good pick it it was on my if you take some of my stuff um, I'll eventually have to take that but uh, yeah I. I don't have too much to argue, except it reminds me of another film that I think could make this list that, that we might get to, depending on if you take something from me. Um, but for my second pick, um, you'll bear with me. Um, 
I'm sort of cheating and picking a duo. And I'm just saying dealer's choice, whichever one you want to put at one. I think either would be fine. I'm going with the 2007 Oscar competition, uh, you know, finalist race in There Will Be Blood or No Country for Old Men. I think it's weird that both of these are so low because similar to Parasite, I think the floor is just super high for what people think after watching these films. So So I just, I I think if one of them was at the top, most people would be like, oh yeah, cool. Um, Let me clarify. You are drafting both of these with your two picks. uh, I would pick No Country for Old Men. Okay. I'm I'm putting both because I feel like People have equal opinions about both, typically. Well, how are you going to, when you present this as teams that are competing to other people, how are you going to present it? Oh, uh, I, will just, I will just put No Country for Old Men. I, okay. I will do the same with Harikiri. I won't put Harikiri slash Seven Samurai, just to be clear. I'm only Fair mentioning enough. those for the sake of, you know, discussion of other films that I think would also fit this uh, description. Okay, um... So your pick, which was say that again, which one you're no going with? No for country old for old men. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. You're bearing with me very well. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little high. Uh, Look, you wanna you wanna check these rules just to make sure because you don't want yeah. another before sunset on your hands. Uh-oh. No, so no, <laughs> no country for old men is a great selection. I just have we have. Um, some acquaintances, friends in our life who would describe this film as very slow or weird. And I think that's what stops it from making it to, like, the highest echelon of like, which is... Interesting. What you need is, I'm trying to find, like, the new diggities and hey-yas of movies. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I actually don't know the people you're referring to. We're not talking about Lindsay, right? No, no, <laughs> okay. no, no, no. Goodness. No. <laughs> I was about mm-hmm. to change my opinion about Taylor Swift in, in the blink of an eye. Um, oh, no, that would crush I, her. Yeah. I, I uh, have a second pick. Uh, and this, okay. is, this is in contention with your 12 Angry Men. I think this is very similar to 12 Angry Men in that it's a talkie. Um, it's quite a bit more modern <laughs> than 12 Angry Men. Uh, but it facilitates my point of needs just a little bit of action to meet my criteria. And this is one that is in the top 50 now, or it's at 51, I forget. Um, let me confirm just to make sure. Um, and the film that I am picking is at 51. Uh, it is Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Oh, damn it. And I think the only reason that I picked this one is I think people would be really... If somehow we gamed the system to have do the right thing at number one, it would be like a celebrated thing. People would be like, wow, we did a good thing. This is an awesome movie. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I feel like it, part of this, I think, and one of the reasons I'm... Not to say he's not um, you know, an incredible director, but one of the reasons I was a little surprised uh, with Hari Kiri is I kind of just assumed like to be the number one, you had to be like a really well-regarded film director um, or like popular and well-regarded. 
Um, so like Kurosawa, Francis Ford Coppola, Bong Joon-ho, like those are the ones that I've seen be at number one. So, so maybe that's just a pattern that actually didn't have any rationale behind it. Obviously the Harikiri director has a ton of, you know, incredibly well-regarded films. I just mean popularity wise. I mean, same thing with come and see, uh, when it was there, but that's what I think helps do the right thing. I get it, but, uh, Masaki Kobayashi is like, uh, uh, I mean, he has six films that I rate five stars. That's how good of a director he is. He's just not very well known. You are right, though. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's he's great. He's he's worth celebrating. Um, but you're right that it is it is interesting that it comes from a director I think less people would know about, uh, for sure. Um, so is it my turn to draft? Is your turn. Oh, no. This is scary. All right, so I'm going through what would offend people the least and what the most people would like. All right, well, I I think... This is kind of crazy. I got my my wish to keep my p, you know, my guy. So I'm gonna go with across. I think I'm gonna go with across the Spider Verse, actually. Oh wow! Animation bias be gone. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the one that surpasses it. Here's why. I'm a big fan of the like, you know, coffee table discussion sort of stories uh, of this. And what I can tell you is these movies, my 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 mother-in-law likes them and she hates animation and thinks it's just for babies. <laughs> and she oh, not no. only likes clearly that that followed through to her son yeah um. and she not only <laughs> likes them she loves these movies and i i and right. i am not some people think i'm biased against the animation i think i'm just reasonable but uh i think i think <laughs> these films though are amazing and i think the second one's even better than the first one and everyone who watches them likes them and so uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take it fair enough you know i don't have too many complaints about this the only thing that i would i don't think this would be a recency bias thing but just wonder like what the fan base for this film looks like in five years um especially if i mean if if the third one it seems almost impossible to think, but if the third one's the best out of all of them, <laughs> well, then it has a chance to be number one. <laughs> we shall see. All I can do is live in the moment. I will say this, though. I compared this in my review, and I said this was kind of a big deal for me. I don't do this lightly, but I, I, think, it's the, I think it's the best sequel since Empire Strikes Back. I think even if the third movie is outstanding and insanely good it doesn't take away from just how good this film is right yeah all right then you are up with your fourth pick now well here we get pretty complicated as i'm trying to oh boy as i'm trying to find movies that people halloween ends 
<laughs> oh, don't. I mean, I thought about it, but no, I think. <laughs> I think I'm going to go a different direction. Um, Man, this is hard. Okay. Here's what I think I'm going to do. Um, you're going to hate. You might hate this pick. Oh, oh this is scary. Okay, I'm between two. Do I get to name two like you did? Yes, yeah. And I won't pick the other one you name. Okay, I am between two, because other than one person, I've really never met anyone who hates Whiplash. And This, this was on my shortlist. Yes, um, and so... Um, that is one of them. The second one that can I can I say one thing about Whiplash just real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Before you say whatever the the second film is, I think you might be. Even though this film rules, I think even the people that fall into this category um, wouldn't be loud. Wouldn't be that loud. I do think there's quite a few people that strongly dislike Damien Chazelle. Um, sure. Which I don't fully get. Uh, like, I get some of his criticisms, but to the point that uh, people were actively rooting for his downfall during Babylon. I don't know. But what's your second one uh, here? Well, okay. I think this is what I'm actually going to go with. And I can't, I can't believe I'm going to go with this one because I'm gaming here. I'm playing the game here. Oh, boy. I have actually called this what I believe, even though it is a good movie, one of the most overrated films of all time. But I'm going to draft oh, it boy. right now. I'm going Goodfellas. Wow! Everyone fucking loves Goodfellas, and everyone loves no, Martin Scorsese. I didn't pick this because <laughs> I think enough people think Goodfellas is overrated, including yourself. Um, but it's a fucking 4-5 on Letterboxd. It's like... <laughs> And you know what? Here's the thing. I went to a... Um, my friend throws these... Oh, well, our friend, Rich, throws these whiskey tastings paired with movies. And it's the best oh. idea. And one of them was called Rye Guy, Rise Guys. And it was Rye Whiskeys and then the movie Goodfellas, which is very clever. And I went in going like, I think this movie's overrated. And here's the thing. You're only going to get me to admit this on, on tape in certain <laughs> states of mind. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's actually not that bad of a movie. It's pretty good. <laughs> wow, that's brave of you to say. Um, no, so, okay, I will say this. I think uh-huh. in order to be number one, it has to be like a made-up controversy that people also discuss. So, for instance, like people will bring up, I don't know, with with Parasite, there were some people, including myself, that that do the, oh well, actually, Memories of Murder is Bong Joon Ho's best film. Um, yes. And even with Twelve Angry Men, you can do the, oh, it needs more act, all this stuff. I would I, I would like the Goodfellas at number one, only so I could be the annoying, well, actually person that says, uh, Casino's the better film. Because there's, there's a hive of Casino heads on Letterboxd, and I found my people, 
and we're loud and proud. There's few of us, but we're loud. <laughs> See, here's the thing. You are correct at pointing out who the crews are. I just think in your case, they are pretty low on this one. No, to, to be clear, to be clear, yeah. what this actually helps Goodfellas. I'm not saying this yeah. this is a deterrent. Like the the hive of twelve people on Letterbox that will go on about casino being better than like the most well regarded Martin Scorsese film. Um, will <laughs> never not be funny to everybody else on the platform. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So it's your turn twice, and then I get one? Yeah, I'm shocked you took Goodfellas okay. and Whiplash in the same uh, pick, but those were good ones. No, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Oh, is that what I did? Uh, I think so, right? Or did you have no. another one to pair with Whiplash? Didn't I? What is on my team so far? Uh, you picked a Twelve Angry Men, Parasite, Across the Spider Verse, and then Goodfellas (parentheses Whiplash). Oh, so it's just Goodfellas because I don't—I only get to pick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I just meant that pairing is interesting to me. Um, oh, fair enough. Fair like enough. Film bro yep. leaning, everybody regards them well, type thing. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm all about film bros. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna open the floor to to this one and just ask you a question. You, if you think this is too controversial, just outright, I'll kick it off the list. Mm-hmm. Would it not be kind of funny if Shawshank Redemption got number one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed uh, by Shawshank moving up, but everyone fucking loves everyone loves this movie about classical music training prisoners how to be nice people. Prison industrial conflict, you know, conflict or. You nailed it. It's late, Todd. You've had multiple mistakes. (laughs) My to be allowed afforded one. (laughs) Prison industrial complex is what I meant. I'm sorry, Mr. 3.5, one of the greatest movies of all time. But continue. Um, (laughs) 3.5 is good. I I just think... I just think it's... I I don't know. I just think it's overrated. I don't know. No, fair enough. I I just Um, think it's... It will never not be interesting and funny at the same time to me, even though I think this is one of the best films ever made. Um, it's it's in my top okay. hundred, but that Frank Darabont did Green Mile, The Mist, The Majestic, buried a lot like all these, like not the most well known, you know, like definitely hits, popular films, um, just. Sure. Kinda only has the Shawshank Redemption. I know the Green Mile has its fans, but I don't think that movie has uh, aged as well as as the Shawshank Redemption has. I know he's obviously done uh, some TV stuff as well, but it's just interesting to me the the little director that could Frank Darabont having the number one film uh, on IMDb. So, do you think that's too controversial, or am I allowed to to pick that? No, you do you do okay. what you want because the the public will right, decide. Right. I think that might hurt me in the public eyes, um, but that's fine. 
I look forward to that. That needs a win. Um, (laughs) So I'll I'll just go ahead, before I get to my last pick, I'll go ahead and name a couple. Well, I shouldn't name a couple because you have one more uh, pick. We'll we'll do that at the end. Um, Sure. I I have another question to pose to you at the end. Um, Last pick is my counter to Parasite. So I think one of the reasons that, uh, to your point, old people love Parasite is Bong Joon-ho is if you do the director tree breakdown, he's a long disciple of Hitchcock. Um, And I think it wouldn't be right if we did this list without a Hitchcock film on here. So I'm putting Psycho as my last pick just because I think everybody watches that film. And even if you're like, oh, I don't really like old films, I think that film works really well. Uh, I think the the drama and the, the thrills of it still age well today um maybe there's some people i mean maybe i could dig through reviews and and i would be surprised i would surprise myself at uh (laughs) some people's view on that film um what do you think about psycho it's it's sort of like the you obviously got parasite i picked um something similar here psycho you're asking about right Indeed. Okay. Um, well, one of the best horror films ever made, and uh, I, I've never met someone who thinks it's a bad movie, and that's really the key to this, right? Is that like everyone either likes it that much, or at least respects it enough to get why it's at the top. I feel like everyone respects and understands Psycho. Um, it's one of the greatest misdirects in film. It has one of the greatest horror scenes in film. It has a cool ending. It has great characters. There's sweet direction. It's a wonderful film. Great choice. Nice. Thank you. Um, the only thing I will just note that there is a little, um, controversy is not the right word but some people talking about um the the main antagonist in in that portrayal um for representation that i think to the goodfellas point you need like one little piece of information to where it's not you know like a like a milk toast shawshank where everybody's like yep it's good even at the worst case scenario like you need something for people to discuss about so i think some people being like why we need like more context for Psycho actually helps it, its case if it was somehow devolved itself to number one. But Todd, you have one more pick. Yeah, and I gotta be honest, I'm having a real time with this. Uh, oh boy. A real... A, Satan Tango. <laughs> a real... A real son of a gun time with us um because what i find uh, a little hard to do is to figure out the the overlap between what i like and what other people like so okay i think what i'm gonna do is just include who i think is i think i'm gonna follow your lead and do who i think is one of the greatest directors of all time stanley kubrick yeah. Okay, this is the one that I I felt bad leaving off mine. Well, if I'm being honest with you, this is an we, oversight on my are part. Are we sure we're talking about the same film? We'll see. We're not talking about the same film, but okay. continue. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going with Paths of Glory. Uh, oh my gosh, shocker! 
Oh, are you serious? Whoa. Oh, I think that I think that's actually a really good pick. Obvious. I I realize it's his highest rated film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the deal. Everyone I've shown this film is amazed by how good this film is. I I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's just really good. It's a solid. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's a solid film. It's a solid morality tale. There's nothing for anyone across the political spectrum or age spectrum to really get like upset about in any way. It's probably just as potent to young audiences as it is to old audiences, and it's only like 88 minutes long. Ooh, so that definitely helps. Do you know how many people would be licking their chops if this made it to number one? Oh man! At that Eighty-eight at that sub ninety runtime. Oh, <laughs> that sweet sub ninety. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a question for you, real quick. Um, okay. So this is a this is a war film, um, mm-hmm. and it's one of our greatest directors of all time. Um, just just I, I feel like it it bodes mention, and this will bleed into our honorable mention. Um, Schindler's List would have to be the pick for Spielberg, right? Because I'm only thinking, just because you mentioned Paths of Glory, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Um, Schindler's List is probably... Maybe Jurassic Park? Um, sure. It's probably the pick for him. That or Jaws or Jurassic Park oh, yeah. or E.T. One of those four, probably. Right. I actually, I would have gone 2001 for Kubrick. Um I think there's some there's enough people that are like, oh, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just too many people who don't get it to go with that one, uh, personally. Where I think, like, my pick, really, everyone loves this film. So I tried to go with films that had, like, a general enough of, like, a moral message that anyone could embrace them from almost any moral position. And okay, that was my strategy. I'm going to run through a couple of honorable mentions that I had. Go for and it. And if you want to jump in at any time, but obviously you were having a little bit of trouble <laughs> with your fifth pick, uh, so maybe not. Um, some of these are more genre-driven, so that's where I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Um Singing in the Rain, I thought could maybe mention, especially because I think a lot of people seeing Technicolor for the first time, besides Wizard Wizard of Oz, uh, the way it's presented in Singing in the Rain, I think people would be really impressed. Um, I also had The Thing, um, which I I can't remember if it's in the top 250 or not, um, but I just feel like in horror spaces, I've been really surprised at how many people just love and like their favorite horror movie of all time is the thing and I, you know i yeah. don't have any qualms with that I'm, I'm not here to argue uh but uh 2001 a space odyssey was one of the others that i thought of uh and then last but certainly not least i had fargo and the truman show um just really good movies <laughs> i think the tr- i think the truman show would be on mine as well. Uh, other things I would mention are Lahane, which have you seen Lahane? Have not. Uh, it's one of my glaring. Uh, uh, omit- I think I have it on DVD. I'll have to go through my. 
uh, watch list this weekend because maybe just I might need to fire that one up. Yeah, just an amazing film, really powerful. Um, so I would also say, did we say Spirited Away? You probably did not. Did. I brought it up in I, okay. I brought it up as animation bias hurting that film, even though it's I, in the top like what 20, 25. Even Gellman's actually over Spirited Away. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then I would say. Sunset Boulevard and Apocalypse Now are both very good uh, and uh, are movies that most people seem to like when they watch. It would be really funny if Apocalypse Now uh, just somehow jumped, climbed over uh, Godfather 1 and 2. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I told my... <laughs> That's my dad's like least favorite vietnam film which i think is really interesting yeah well no he he still likes it but he's like it just seems like like kind of a like kind of a nerd's interpretation (laughs) of what vietnam was like i'm on board i'm on board with this take now (laughs) my dad's my dad's all about full metal jacket uh, in platoon Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the he likes those, um, but he, I mean, he fought in Vietnam, so he would, you know, I, I defer to him, uh, but he, he likes them all. But be yeah, brave enough to say I don't. Um... Uh, no, that's interesting. That we we need the odds dad on the definitive Mount Rushmore of Vietnam films. Um... I should have him come on, or and we, we could, could have three generations of co- of my family. Right, on. right. Or we could yeah. do the the objective ranking of all uh, the needle drops of Fortunate Son. Um, <laughs> either is a possibility. Okay, well, Todd, uh, let's finish real quick uh, with some crowning of films. Um, Okay. That, that we've watched in the past couple months and maybe we can make a, you know some agreement here because we've watched some films we've both watched some films uh, the past couple months if i recall you picked creed 3 for for the march uh pick right is that right i believe so um do you have any hesitation on that now uh I just don't know if that's right, so I'm trying to go back <laughs> to see what I would have picked. Um, yeah, I do have slight hesitation on that. Hold on. Let me click on March. Let me put top reading. I would have put, I feel like, John Wick 8. No, May. God, Todd. I think John Wick 4 is uh, April. I'm being... No, I'm an idiot. Hold on. Uh, Look, this is my fault, keeping you up past your bedtime. Um, no, it's fine. I just genuinely didn't know you were ask, You were going to ask this question. Well, I think it was... Of, like, the previous... Was, Let's say that. It's Megan, 80 for Brady... Creed 3, I'm pretty sure. I, I can go back and check the tape. Actually, now I'm seeing John Wick 4 here. So it, it might have been John Wick 4. I'll, I'll check the tape. One of those two doesn't matter um, for what we're doing here. So we're doing what month are we doing, we're doing now? doing April, May, okay. um, June possibilities. And let's go ahead and, just in case we didn't do March for whatever reason, if we wanted to get time, uh, 
what would you pick for March? <laughs> well, hold on. I got to get to March. I, I have a sneaky one that I would just like to throw out. Um, oh, yeah. I would just like to Go bring to it. the table, if not John Wick 4, uh, there's this rom-com film that I'm not sure you saw. Uh, it premiered at Sundance, but then I got a theatrical release in March. Uh, Rye Lane. Did you end up seeing that? No, I've heard quite a bit about this, but I, I didn't get a chance to see it. Was it good? It's really stinking good. Oh, um, nice. Like in, And I think part of it, even though I don't know if you're big on rom-coms, um, I think you'll I'm like, like this one. I'm fine with them, yeah. Yeah, it, specific, the thing that I was really impressed is A, the the way this director was able to create like a world in a, in a rom-com uh in the in we'll talk about world building directors in a second um but then also what they did visually with the rom-com i thought was just really impressive and really creative the medium and i think that's why so many people clung to it oh nice well that sounds awesome um all right well i did catch up on what i was doing i found march and what's at the top scream six. Oh boy i can't allow that todd <laughs> all right all right all right creed three then john wick four but, well is i didn't watch john wick four it doesn't look like and all right it's oh. john wick four John Wick 4 uh, came out in March 24th. Oh, I didn't see it I watched it, it in April as well. I watched it in April, yeah. Okay. So, so I, I guess we we can give it to John Wick 4, though. Oh, no. I, the... I distinctly remember you saying Creed 3, but if for whatever reason you didn't, we'll go back and uh, pick John Wick 4. But otherwise, we've already made our pick. Um, All right. So we move to April. Um. Do you have any film besides the one that both of us really dig? Which is? Uh, I want you to guess. All right. I, I, my, my thing is screwing up. So we're talking about May. We're talking about April I now. I apologize. I tried to filter something. I swear to God, I'm not as high as it seems <laughs> like I am. I tried to filter something, and it like eliminated all this stuff. And we'll I'm just go ahead and tell you while that. you struggle. <laughs> okay, the tell film, me, tell me while I. The film that I think we both really enjoy that we have not talked about at all uh, that we could lock in here while it's just the two of us on this podcast. Uh, Bo is afraid came out in april oh let's do Bo is afraid i like that um because that is a movie that the people um the wrong sort of people are hating this film unfun people unfun <laughs> people are hating this film and i think we need to have more fun uh yeah yeah I I thought this was incredible. I, I love this <laughs> it, song, it, it yeah. was. It was, I was really worried this would be the case, and it was really funny when it did happen, but I am noted for not being as high as my my close friends uh, on Ari Aster's films. Okay. Um, and then coming out of this, I kept asking them what they thought of it, because I wanted to hear them say, 
I don't like it because I wanted to drop on them. I love this. <laughs> I'm all in on like Aster as a, this just felt like the culmination of everything. Cause it, one of my criticisms that I, I'm actually might want to change my mind on now that I've seen this with Midsummer was that it didn't balance uh genre that well. Okay. And that there were some moments where like the crowd was laughing at it and it, they needed moments of tension. And this felt the opposite. This felt like, craft in that regard um just like a master at work with like stuff that's funny stuff that's the most like tense and relatable uh just anxiety um i, I don't know there's just a, it, it's able to be some of the funniest dialogue in one scene and then you completely buy in to the tension of our lead that might not even be the most reliable of a narrator um, and I don't, we just don't get a lot of movies like this. I agree. Bo is Afraid was one of my favorite experiences in the theater uh, this year. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's got uh, a weird vibe to it throughout. Like, it's really long, but it's still very entertaining. And uh, that Joaquin Phoenix seems to, to know what he's doing at some level. So that's good as well. Sure sounds yeah, like it. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Do you think the people will be more... Uh, it'll be more controversial the 80 for Brady pick or Bo is Afraid. Bo is Afraid will <laughs> definitely be more controversial. I know. Yeah, it's everyone's <laughs> going to hate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's some films for okay. May that I'll just mention to you because I don't think it's as clear. By the way, just for April, just so we say it, uh, a couple films that came out, Mario, Air, uh, Renfield, Susan May, and I think the Dungeons and Dragons movie was at the tail end of March, but I'm not certain about that. It might have been April 1st. Um, regardless, I think we still would have picked both. Yes, afraid. I, um, I would have. Or Sugar, Sugar okay. Rude to D-Day, the BTS documentary. Everyone should check it out, right, BTS yeah. Army. <laughs> Woo! can be a contender for the documentary uh, placement yeah, yeah. category. Um, we'll be in talks. Um, okay, so here's some of the films that came out in May. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Sisu, uh, The Covenant, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, Fast X, uh, Hypnotic, Little Mermaid, and I think that's about it for Bonafide I don't even know if some of the ones I named are, you know, actually in contention here. Um, obviously, there was also the, uh, if, I, I, if I named Little Mermaid, I might as well uh, name Peter, Pan, and Wendy, uh, David Lowry film. But do you have anything you're leaning here? I will just mention, I have not seen Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, or How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Well, both of which I've heard really good things both on. Both are wonderful, but I'm going with Schlock this month. And my decisions are between Fast X and Sisu. And I am leaning towards Sisu. Oh, boy. Um, oh, I have seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and I loved Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Could I, 
Could I at all talk you down from Sisu? <laughs> okay. Can you... Or is Sisu permanently uh, <laughs> in the Oscar contention? <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. Is there any way you can bleep me out or something? I can... Uh, or Sisu? No, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just going to ask. Oh, no, no, Todd, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Sisu? <laughs> I have not. Oh! Fine, I'll give you Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but you owe me, man. I do. I gotta watch Sisu now. Um. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna put an asterisk on Guardians 3, just like we did with March, <laughs> the yeah. last time we did this. Um, I'll watch Sisu, and we'll reconvene. Uh, so real quick, just looking forward, um, here's some of the films that will contend for a, a kind of stacked uh, June mm-hmm. um, that I think might already be decided, at least if it's only us uh, on the next podcast, we do this. Um, Across the Spider-Verse, Boogeyman, Blackberry, Flash, Transformers Rise of the Beast, Extraction 2, Elemental, Past Lives, Indiana Jones 5. Then I think I'm missing one more. Um, let me check real quick. Oh, uh, and then Asteroid City. Stop the um, vote. Stop the vote. <laughs> it's over. We, we said it's the best sequel of, of all time, possibly. So yeah. uh, I think we know where, where the two of us uh, lie on that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's easy. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so that's that's likely locked in. We will give it till the end of the month. Who knows? Maybe uh, Todd and I watched No Hard Feelings. Um, the Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, uh I want to be there. Friday. I want to be there opening night so bad, but I have plans already. I may not get to see it till Monday, and I'm really bummed. I'm, I'm trying to see it opening weekend just to support. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. I want to go, but I'm going to a board game convention and a community fair. That's uh, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing weird oh. stuff instead. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it for this episode. Uh, we will try to uh, pod once again um, and, and be back with haste. Uh, yes, but I hope we pleased everyone with our number one film picks. <laughs> yes, of course we did. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye.